0: Hello and welcome to Fintech Surge podcast, creating a wealth of opportunities through fintech innovations from the Middle East for the Middle East. My name is Stephen Best. I'm excited to be joined by our
1: co-host Alexandra. Thank you, Stephen. I'm very happy to be co-hosting the Fintech Surge podcast with you powered by the Fintech Surge, the region's leading fintech festival in the Middle East and hosted by the Dubai World Trade Center, alongside TriTex Global. Mr. Yaron Hazan from Thetere. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. I'm, I'm very happy to have you here. Um, so you are working for Thetere, and your role there is VP of Regulatory Affairs, right? Yes, indeed. Okay. So Thetere is a fintech company. It's also a big data analytics. Can you tell me a little bit more about what it is you do at Thetere?
0: Okay, uh, so as you mentioned, Tetra is a technology provider. Yes. And I don't even know how to write a single line of code. Oh, But. <laughs>
1: that's promising. <laughs>
0: yeah, but uh, the use cases that Tetheray is focused on mm-hmm. are around uh, defense on humanity, financial institutions, and countries against cyber crimes, money laundering, terrorist funding, mm-hmm. and other severe crimes. Okay. This is where the technology combined with knowledge, expertise, and experience of people like me mm-hmm. provide the best solutions to
1: questions. Okay. And your headquarters are in Israel and in New York, correct? And you have offices in Singapore, London, Madrid, and now Dubai.
0: Indeed. We are so excited, and yeah. me personally are so, are so I'm so excited. How long to be have you here. been in, in, in Dubai? So Actually, I'm now coming, visiting back and forth, okay. but uh, hopefully very soon mm-hmm. I will move permanently to Dubai. Yes. The company was just recently established.
1: Fantastic, uh,
0: and, and as an Israeli technology provider to be in Dubai, in the United Arab Emirates, uh, as a local company, it's yeah. very exciting.
1: So clearly there was um, a need uh, to be here to serve the Gulf uh, country.
0: Yes, there is, of course, the side of the need, the the geographical need over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Recently, uh, the FATF Financial Action Task Force Mm -hmm. uh, reviewed Mm -hmm. uh, the regulatory regime at the United Arab Emirates and uh, the need to improve here, Mm -hmm. uh, both in terms of the FATF perspective, but also in terms of the economic potential Mm -hmm. of this area. To become center economical center uh, both from a geographical perspective and business perspective to the entire world right. the need to to do things like we can help is much higher
1: fantastic so it's reg tech right regulatory technology and fintech combined exactly and so exactly. there is there is a lot of similarities between the two can you talk to me a little about how uh, federae you know brings the two together
0: Definitely. Uh, I think it was 2019, I spoke at the KPMG global event and I said that tech and Fintech should go together mm. and always progress together. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the more we provide and enable through Fintech new financial services, new functionalities, new technologies to help uh, people around the world uh, to, to, to conduct financial activity together, to, to, to participate in deals together, etc. We have to have our controls attached to it mm-hmm. to make it safe, to make sure that these services and these new technologies right. serve the right people with the right purpose. Mm-hmm. And this is how Rectech and FinTech became like twins that right. must go together.
1: That's right. And you sell your software and your algorithms to banks, to financial institutions, government as well? Indeed. Okay. Indeed.
0: Okay. Uh, actually, we were one of the first private sector companies mm-hmm. that was invited to present at an FAPF
1: conference. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the doors to the private sector were not open before that. After that, many companies arrived and participated when as well. was this? When was this? 2019. Okay. Uh, and over there, mm-hmm. uh, FIUs, Financial Intelligence Units, uh, the governmental organization that collects all the financial intelligence from banks and other reporting institutions, right. actually understood the the power of technology and the ability of technology Mm -hmm. to make a big jump to the fight against financial crime and to take the entire humanity and industries, public and private sector Mm. from a a situation that was not that good to become a bit more effective and successful.
1: So federal software um, allows for um, financial crime Detection, exactly. monitoring of uh, money laundering, right? That kind of that kind of incident. Indeed. Right. Uh, so I'm giving you bragging rights right now. Tell yeah. me what. Tell me the breakthroughs or the accomplishments that Thaddeus has uh, has achieved. With pleasure. Yeah.
0: Uh, actually, I've been fighting financial crime all my life.
1: Oh, really?
0: I've been in the Israeli police okay. investigating counterterrorist funding investigations. I've been in uh, PwC, mm-hmm. uh, forensics and anti-money laundering practice. I've been head of compliance at the HSBC Bank, and I always felt one step back, that the bad guys always knew better where they are, what they do, yeah. and it was very difficult to follow the trails.
1: Right.
0: With Tether, I always say that I feel that I'm, for the first time in my life, one step ahead of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Why? Tether enables seeing things in financial data that Normally, we would not look at Mm. combining facts from the transactions that normally we would miss. Okay, the entire industry used a practice that was called transaction monitoring in the banking and financial system Mm -hmm. to try and detect potential financial crimes, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it was always a loss environment, a failed environment. When I was head of compliance at HSBC, all my transaction monitoring activities provided, let's say, minimum results. Okay. But Tetrae laser focused on the actual things that are interesting, Mm. that are relevant, that are unusual, and eventually suspicious. So I will give just numbers for example, if the industry got used to 99% false
1: positive,
0: Yes. provides 95% relevant cases so we flip the coin Mm -hmm. and it's a dramatic change in this specific professional aspect Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but what it enabled it's even more than we imagined
1: wow fantastic so this is anti-money laundering it's also uh drug narcotic trafficking uh, people trafficking so really it's more than it's you're actually saving lives at the same time
0: and this is what makes it even more exciting yes when we found the case for one of the customers that we work with for of child trafficking network okay and we knew that not only that theoretically Mm. we save lives and we help the 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 entire society and financial industry Mm. to have the right eyes in the right places to 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 see that something wrong is going on Mm. we actually stopped child trafficking in that case yes you cannot ask for more Mm. Same goes for terrorist funding. We know for some banks Mm -hmm. that we detected cases that were actually confirmed as terrorist funding related. Right. And that's to my view, what makes it even more important.
1: Right, right. So definitely fintech has brought so many benefits to us and users, you know, we can do online payments, uh, money transfers, crypto, Uh, it's easy, it's user friendly, it's quick. But do you feel that it also, uh, you know, raises the the the, the amount of uh, financial crime, making it so easy to do all these transactions? Do you find that crime levels have increased with this this ease of of uh, of people, you know, taking care of their financials? Definitely. Yeah.
0: And not only that, I will give two examples of things that happened in the last three years, mm-hmm. and we couldn't imagine that would happen. First of all, COVID and the output of COVID for that specific topic—very small example—the budgets governments assigned to help people during COVID. Mm-hmm. You know how how much of these were defrauded by criminals? No. so much. Oh. And I always said that in order to to do the right thing with those funds, for example, yes, that. Governments wanted to help the poor people that now are in a terrible situation. What systems and tools like Tetare could enable in that situation. I always say that bad guys want to enter the bank from the front door. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but if you close the door, they enter from the window. <laughs> so A also closed the window for them. Right. In this example. And I think that digitalization, as you mentioned, and the fact that the, the, the crypto and yeah. the, the fact that everybody works with, with the computers now, yeah. even our phone is a computer actually. Exactly. Yes, it, it exposes us to a lot of cyber attacks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was defrauded three weeks ago on my credit card. Same. Yeah, I mean, we, we all experience that. Yes. So it's, it's here and now. It's not something that some experts will tell us that Right, right. We experience it every day. So there must be good way to defend ourselves
1: yep. at the same time. So next-gen technology, uh, I hear something about forensics. Yes. How, how, how do you use forensics to narrow in on, on your criminals? <laughs> I,
0: I think that this is exactly where technology and expertise are combined. Mm. Because Tetari will anyway, for example, through the unsupervised machine learning approach, we'll find things that even me with all my experience and expertise, couldn't notify that these are the cases to investigate. But once you find them, Uh what we build around it is an investigation tool that is based on forensics Uh expertise that can reveal the facts and the evidences faster to the investigator. Because you have a very sophisticated technology on the one hand, But you want to simplify the results for people to take the decisions as fast as possible to stop the crime on the time you met.
1: Right.
0: So this is where forensics came in Mm -hmm. and the facts and evidences serve the investigation. So what
1: type of forensics?
0: Uh, In any case, in any investigation, in order to understand the facts, Mm -hmm. you need to answer the typical questions. What happened? Who was involved? Mm -hmm. When it happened? Where it happened, mm-hmm. and if possible, why it happened,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and these are exactly the questions that, if you serve the investigator with the right data, mm-hmm. will be able to answer.
1: But I, I hear that banks are de-risking, so they don't want to invest so much. They're they're taking a very safe approach, and they're losing revenue as well because they don't want to deal with so many so many banks. It's, a protective, try, it's a protective.
0: It's a protective approach that yeah. the industry embraced. Unfortunately, in the last, let's say, five years, Mm. 95% of people who were interviewed from banks, why they do the risk activity and actually stop or slow down business.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They said that it's due to the fact that they cannot manage financial crime risks. Right. But now they can.
1: Okay.
0: And once they can, we actually found ourselves doing something that also was a bit surprised for us three years ago. Mm. We actually contribute to the business side. We actually contribute to financial inclusion.
1: Exactly, yes.
0: So countries and individuals and companies mm-hmm. that, that had only limited access to the global financial system, right. now the banks that use us mm-hmm. have confidence in controls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They, it brought back trust, it between, brought back trust. Yes. between banks and people. Therefore, funds can move faster, mm-hmm. safer, cheaper,
1: and multi-currency, does that pose a problem Or
0: Now, different currencies from different geographies yes. can be more connected to the global financial uh, system, mm-hmm. and it helps everybody, it helps the banks, it helps the people, it helps the, the, the countries. Mm-hmm. And Fantastic. Yeah.
1: How many employees at uh, uh,
0: Tetere? More than 100, okay. actually. We grow okay. very fast. Okay. Uh, I always laugh about it, that uh, only in Spain, for example, I think we grew from two to ten employees within six months, or something like that.
1: Wow! So They're we grow, we wrote very fast. <laughs> okay. In terms That's
0: of awesome. uh, customers, in terms of uh, success, but yeah. definitely also in terms of employees.
1: So how do we get an innovative, an innovative digital payment plan, uh, with while overcoming issues of fraud and security? Like, what's the ideal? So,
0: I I think uh, that uh, the UAE, for example, is is a good place that demonstrates always forward thinking and vision and innovation, but now I also see uh, the the, the seriousness Uh around being safe, doing it with the right controls along the way. So, only yesterday I had meetings with regulators over here, Mm -hmm. and I, I love what I hear. Mm -hmm. in terms of yes we will move forward yes we will develop whether it's digital currencies cryptocurrencies we will develop the infrastructure but we want to do it in a safe manner Mm -hmm. and i think this is the approach
1: and do you also have uh solutions for blockchain
0: so we are working on it yes we already tested it okay the results were amazing Mm -hmm. and it's funny because when you think about it the same challenges on swift or cross-border payments yes. are the same challenges of crypto networks okay. because each bank by itself is not responsible for the behavior of all the other entities involved and it's always other entities involved Right, that's true. same goes for crypto each exchange or each regulated entity that wants to be part of the of the network of the game
1: mm-hmm.
0: have minimal view of what other wallets mm-hmm. other currencies and other Individuals are doing in the. So bank there bank. are
1: regulations for blockchain.
0: Yeah, there are, there are uh, preliminary regulations it's in, the, it's in the early stages the regulation, okay. but we always know that the market and the technology goes much faster than the actual regulation Okay, but what we saw in our experiments That it, it is not a black hole. You can actually see everything that is going on inside. Okay. Why? Yeah. Because unlike with banks that if there is a transfer between banks, only the banks involved can see the transfer. Mm-hmm. In the blockchain, everybody can see the transfers. Okay. So if you have an exposure to certain wallets, to certain exchanges, to certain actors in the blockchain, mm-hmm. you can actually see who interacts with the, with these entities and find the behavior which that which us that are we excel in it. Mm-hmm. We don't care who is the owner. Yes. We analyze the behavior.
1: But is there as much information on the blockchain
0: uh, transaction entities as a bank would get from... 80%, 80%, 80% of the information is anyway available. Mm-hmm. The, the the individual or company or owner name mm-hmm. is not available. Okay. Again, there are challenges. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that we can easily solve everything mm-hmm. because also in blockchain, like in regular financial activity, there are sophisticated schemes like mixing wallets and being able to sort of uh, uh, hide the traceability of funds. Right. There are certain currencies that are not as transparent as let's say Bitcoin, Ethereum or the, or the common ones. So I'm not saying it's easy, but it's definitely something that can be solved. Right. And I think that all the re- revolution now that is being discussed, mm-hmm within the largest companies in the world and the richest people in the world Mm -hmm. about web3, about the future of things like internet uh, made a revolution to Uh, our lives in many aspects again, without the right defense, the right controls, without the ability to do it safe,
1: it will never happen Okay
0: Now, I believe there is a way to do it in a safe manner
1: So financial crime, do you feel that in the next 10 years will move from banks to blockchains since the traceability is not 100%?
0: It's already started. I mean, almost any cyber attack, the hackers demand the ransom in Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Oh, Oh, really? Okay. But unfortunately, it is still so easy to, to conduct fraud on credit cards, like I was exposed two weeks ago,
1: yes.
0: To transfer funds in cross-border payments on the traditional system, right. whether it's related to mm-hmm. money laundering, terrorist funding, or any severe crime, drug trafficking, whatever, it's still easy. It's Still easy, though. right? Uh, and yes, there is a movement to the blockchain, mm-hmm. uh, but I think since the focus on blockchain and cryptocurrencies by governments now
1: mm-hmm.
0: is very high. Okay. If I'm a bad guy. Why should I run to a sophisticated scheme if I can do it in a simple way?
1: That's true. Agree. Agree there. So, future 2030, where do you see better A?
0: Uh, I'm very optimistic. I think the world will use better almost in every point. Mm-hmm. It will be part of our life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of our financial activity, of course. Uh, I don't see any reason. Why any financial institution, a bank, a fintech company, a payment service provider, or even a cryptocurrency enabler Mm -hmm. will not want to use something like Right. We must, now we are all connected. Globalization already already won, let's call it this way. We are all connected. We can do deals in a minute everywhere. We can talk with each other on any spot on the planet. Absolutely. And maybe so not only on the planet. (laughs) But when you think about it, what we really need is a trust to enable this. Right. The, therefore, I don't see any reason why that will not be everywhere.
1: Mm. I find it really interesting how we have all these summits on artificial intelligence and fintech. Uh, do you find that there's a lot of collaboration among fintech companies other than some? Not enough. Not enough.
0: Not enough. Okay. Actually, sure, I, I, talked, I, I talked about it yesterday oh, with okay. one of the regulators you here <laughs> uh, because at, a, at a, a, a private company yet, yes. most companies, especially young companies, they want to see their breakthrough. They want They're to be the right. big, the biggest yes. one the, the new unicorn and it's natural and it's okay. Yes. Therefore, we still see each other somehow also as competition, but people who really are in the business mm-hmm. understand
1: mm-hmm.
0: that the more those other companies that do drive the, the, the industry forward will succeed, the need for other companies that provide advanced technologies will be proven. Exactly. So we know that we, even if we don't cooperate, we help each other, we know it. Right. Uh, but I think it can be done more
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the collaboration yeah. between public and private sector can also help it, drive it. Mm-hmm and especially in the fight against financial crime.
1: Exactly, there is a common goal there. Exactly. I mean, I understand it that they happen. are individual companies, you know, trying to be the best at what they do, try to make a profit for the company and so on. But because of this common goal of fighting uh, financial crime, there, I feel that there should be collaboration, you know, as well as your own yeah. individual research and, and development, but as well, a, a place to share the knowledge and- you know, But
0: you know what is the key? To that, it's the trust.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once regulators will have more trust in the private sector,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that is actually the forefront of fighting financial at least identifying financial crime right, for the public sector, yes, yes. and the financial sector, the private sector, will have more trust
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the regulators that, although, yes, they will punish them, they will find them if they really fail to do what they have to do. Yes. But at the end of the day, it's not the regulator's objective.
1: Yeah.
0: Once right. this trust will come to the next level,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm very optimistic. Okay, it will work amazing.
1: Are there different regulations for different countries, different governments? Yes. So, how do you manage to know the differences and apply them depending on where, what region you're working in? Like, how do you manage?
0: So it? in Tetra, I have a research team. Okay. That this is exactly what they do
1: they define and
0: they see any guidance any new law any publication in most of the countries in the world and they analyze the specifics Mm. to the use of machine learning and artificial intelligence to cross-border payments to crypto to correspondent banking all these transactions all the things that can touch the way interface with the financial sector.
1: Okay, yeah, I was wondering how that worked. Are they, are they lower, lawyers? I have they?
0: one lawyer and one uh, analyst.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So I combine the professional legal understanding and the technical uh, aspect of the analysis. Okay. And they're doing an amazing job.
1: But you yourself as a VP of regulatory affairs in Dubai, um, do you find that the Gulf in general will work under the same? Yeah, and you could have
0: seen in the last two years, mm. there were many guidance or laws or new legislations or requirements from yes. the regulators here yeah. that wanted, first of all, to, to raise mm-hmm. the, the level of requirements. Mm-hmm. Of course, like happened to me when I was at HSBC, it comes like rain yes, and it comes very fast yes. and, 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 and without any spacing between. So mm-hmm. when I worked as head of compliance, I always used to say, how can I deal with so many new regulations and new requirements at the same time? Mm-hmm. But it, it's a baseline that must be achieved. That's right, that's right. And once you achieve it, you can go up to the next
1: level. So you, you partner, as a fintech company, you partner with your client, which is the bank. And the bank also has its own goals of, you know, uh, maintaining a certain level of customer service with its clients. And you also have to, on the same time, at the same time, remind the bank of their, you know, of their duties regarding the laws and the regulations that are set. Yeah. Uh, so I see this trust issue that you, you're bringing up, um, where the bank needs to trust you as a partner and not as someone who's, you know, putting sticks in their wheels to 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 stop their business. So it's actually a very interesting position you're in. <laughs> a very very
0: interesting position. And yeah. if you take it even
1: because you might inside, get resistance from the bank. You always
0: get resistance from yeah. certain people. Yes. Anything that you want to do mm. in life to make a change, there's somebody that doesn't want to change. It doesn't matter if it's a bank, it's a control, it's a system, it doesn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People are reluctant to change. Mm-hmm. The people are all, almost uh, limited to see, by nature, how a change will take them to a much better place.
1: Right.
0: So, we know that, and we feel that, but what he said is more interesting even with when you look internally at the bank. Yes because there are the business teams and the regulation teams or compliance teams. That's
1: right, and they both have different yeah. responsibilities and different goals.
0: But imagine yeah. that the head of Anti-Money Laundering yes. will tell the head of CLB Corporate Investment Banking, now we're gonna have a solution that will help you drive business faster to get to more customers, mm. but will save you, will keep you safe, will give will you the right controls. It's almost like impossible. When I worked at the bank it sounded like a dream. But it happens. Yeah. And to see it happening, it's like mind blowing. It's like something that you would never imagine.
1: Fantastic Yaron. I'm so happy to have had you today as our guest. Satare, I wish you the best of luck. You're doing wonderful things and I I do believe in everything that you are saying. It's for the good of 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 our world. So Congratulations, it's a meaningful job as well. Totally. <laughs>
0: and we are very lucky to be in a place that on the one hand helps with improving security, saving lives, mm. doing all the defensive man aspects yes. in life. Yes. And at the same time enabling growth, enabling financial inclusion, enabling trust between yes. business. It's amazing. It's, we are very lucky and fortunate. And enabling to people be in that like position. me to
1: do our
0: everyday exactly. online
1: banking and yeah digitally savvy (laughs) transactions. Thank you very much, Yawon. Thank you. I hope to see you at FinTech Surge in October. Yes, I will be there. Fantastic.